In today's brief, we'll talk about NATO, Russian military losses, and Azov. I'm Yulia, and today is Friday, June 16, 2023. You're listening to the Ukraine War Brief Podcast, where we bring you up to speed on the war in Ukraine in about 20 minutes or less. Let's get started with the news from the front. The likelihood of missile and airstrikes across Ukraine remains very high. According to the General Staff of the Armed Forces of Ukraine, Russian forces attempted to advance on Stelmachivka in the Luhansk Oblast, Vyimka, Vasela, Rozdolivka, and Vodyana in the Donetsk Oblast, Orikhova Vasilivka in the Bakhmut operational area, and Marienka, Krasnohorivka, and Novomikhailivka in the Marienka operational area. The general staff also reported that Russian forces remain on the defensive in the Zaporizhia and Kherson oblasts, where Ukrainian forces made gains of up to one kilometer. The counteroffensive of Ukrainian troops has been ongoing for a week, but Kyiv has deployed only three of the 12 prepared brigades, and the main battles are still ahead, Western analysts believe, according to Reuters. Multiple sources, including the UK's Ben Wallace, NATO Secretary-General Jens Stoltenberg, and Ukrainian officials have assured that any equipment will burn in the event of a direct hit. In any war, there will be losses of equipment and, unfortunately, personnel. Despite Russia's assertion that Ukrainian equipment losses have been catastrophic, there is no need to build illusions about the indestructibility of their tanks and AFVs. Russia believes in Ukraine's ability to regain territories, so their preparations, which included absurd amounts of trenches and fortifications along the line of conflict, were believed to be appropriate. Regaining occupied territories and breaking through the Russian fortifications is incredibly difficult for Ukrainian forces, but they are advancing. The Ukrainian army is moving forward in at least three directions along the front lines, and Russian defenses are getting stretched. According to UNICEF, the United Nations Children's Fund, 20 children had been killed and 69 had been wounded due to the explosions of mines and other objects in Ukraine since the beginning of Russia's full-scale invasion. Russian forces struck the village of Zelenivka near Kherson on June 15th, killing an 80-year-old woman, reported regional governor Alexander Prokudin. Another elderly resident was injured in the attack. According to the Sumu Oblast Military Administration, Russian forces attacked seven communities in Ukraine's northeastern Sumu Oblast on June 15th, injuring three teenagers, one of whom has been hospitalized. Moving on to the temporarily occupied territories. Note here. We maintain that it is likely that the media blackout in the Kherson region is to protect civilian evacuation from the flooded areas of the occupied left bank. For that reason, we will not be reporting on evacuation efforts unless announced by Ukrainian government officials. The International Atomic Energy Agency, IAEA, Director General Rafael Grossi arrived at the temporarily occupied Zaporizhia nuclear power plant, or ZNPP to assess the impact of the collapse of the Kachovka HPP dam, according to Ukrainian national nuclear energy company Anerhoatom. Grossi noted the importance that the water in the cooling pond at the ZNPP remain at the current level. 
There are signs that the Russians will transfer ZNPP-5 to a so-called cold shutdown after all. Petro Kotin, president of Energoatom, said, quote, The employees of the ZNPP can theoretically initiate the transfer of unit number 5 to a cold shutdown. But physically, they cannot do this because the Russians control the situation. The so-called plant management is not yet complying with the orders of the SNRIU. But, according to our information, they're preparing to transfer stop this unit. The cold shutdown itself is the safest state of operation of the power unit under any conditions." End quote. Next, sociopolitical news. According to Greenpeace, 32 sites with chemicals, oil, and gasoline have been flooded due to Russia's destruction of the Kahovka Dam. Russia is committing ecocide in Ukraine on a mass scale. Citizens of Kyiv created a petition to install a sculpture-slash-fountain dedicated to the shark that ate a Russian off the coast of Egypt last week. Prior to being eaten, the Russian national has posted on social media mocking Ukrainian victims of the flooding from the Kahovka Dam disaster. Karma! The Russian FSB plans to forge so-called Russian citizenship for the leadership of the Ukrainian Defense and Security Forces, their families, and other Ukrainian officials in the near future. The SBU reports adding, quote, We urge representatives of the Ukrainian media to be critical of such sensational information, end quote. The Russian media spread information that the head of the defense intelligence of Ukraine, Kirill Budanov, was allegedly in a hospital, for like the fifth time according to them, in Berlin after a Russian missile, quote, hit the office next to his, end quote. The Russians created a whole story about Budanov's alleged severe injury and how he was transported by helicopter to Poland and then by American evacuation plane to Germany. DIU spokesman Andriy Yusuf denied such claims, refusing to comment on, quote, Putin's propaganda, end quote. Flood water level in Kherson Oblast drops to less than 2 meters. As of 10 a.m. local time on June 15th, the flood water level in Kherson Oblast has decreased to 1.98 meters, according to the regional administration. A recent poll by the Kyiv International Institute of Sociology showed that 85% of respondents believe that the state must intervene in the affairs of the Ukrainian Orthodox Church of the Moscow Patriarchate. According to the survey, 66% of Ukrainians support completely banning the Russian-controlled church in Ukraine. Ukraine's current and, still, Defense Minister Oleksiy Reznikov and his Belgian counterpart, Ludivine de Donder, discussed the alleged use of Belgian weapons by anti-Kremlin militias on Russian territory, news agency Belga said on June 15th. Belga reported that Reznikov received a letter from de Donder regarding the issue and that a, quote, investigation has begun, end quote. Moving on to the Russian Federation. According to the Financial Times, the Kremlin wants to nationalize companies that sell their business on the Russian market. 
Reportedly, a secret order of the President of the Russian Federation, Vladimir Putin, instructed the government to develop a law that gives the state the first right to buy at a, quote, significant discount, end quote, the assets of Western companies leaving Russia. It is assumed that in the future, these assets will be offered for resale to Russian companies, and the profit from the deals will go to the budget. The document also stipulates that asset buyers must be wholly owned by Russia or be in the process of removing all foreign shareholders. The new owners must sell 20% of the company on the Russian stock market. According to the publication's sources, these and even more, quote, hazardous, end quote, measures, up to the complete nationalization of companies, are being discussed by the government's economic bloc in response to Western sanctions against Russia. The Central Election Commission of the Russian Federation has scheduled so-called elections for September 10th in the occupied Ukrainian territories of Zaporizhia, Kherson, Donetsk, and Luhansk. The likely show trial of 22 Azov defenders who served in Mariupol and Azovstal had begun in Rostov-on-Don. Among them are eight women who were reportedly serving as cooks for the regiment. Russians accused them of terrorist activities against Russia. The soldiers face 15 years to life in prison. Note from your host here. I am in personal contact with Tork, a serviceman of Azov Regiment, and had asked him about the situation today. He commented saying that likely this is a mock show trial and Russia is going to use it to negotiate. As they do. Moving on to Europe. The Ukrainian company Ukrborontprom and the Czech company VOPCZ agreed on cooperation in the repair of T-64 tanks in the Czech Republic. The Czech Novoichin military repair enterprise will carry out repairs, with the first work starting soon. Denmark and Norway have joined forces to deliver another 9,000 artillery shells to Ukraine, according to reports from the defense ministries of the two countries. Putin wants to seize not only Ukraine, but also Belarus, according to German Chancellor Olaf Scholz. During a press conference, Scholz said, quote, The president of Russia clearly wants to absorb some neighboring territories. He has such a plan for Ukraine. Obviously, this is his plan for Belarus as well. Therefore, it is important to clearly state that we will support Ukraine as long as necessary. And if we do not we will signal an agreement to an imposed peace. Russia must withdraw its troops. He added that there is no question of freezing the war or legitimizing the Russian invasion. The European Parliament adopted a resolution on the official invitation of Ukraine to NATO. 425 voted in favor, 38 against, who are you? And 42 abstained. The European Parliament expects that, quote, the accession process will begin after the war's end and will be completed as soon as possible, end quote. Moreover, the European Parliament called on NATO allies to fulfill their obligations regarding Ukraine's membership in NATO and emphasized that Ukraine's integration into NATO and the EU will strengthen regional and global security. 
The Croatian government recognized the Holodomor of 1932-1933 as a genocide of the Ukrainian people. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky addressed members of the Swiss parliament on Thursday, calling for the unblocking of arms exports to Ukraine to bring peace. In his speech to the Swiss MPs, Zelensky emphasized the consequences of Russia's full-scale aggression against Ukraine. From the suffering of, quote, hundreds of Ukrainian families, end quote, to the danger of occupation of the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant, emphasizing, quote, Russia is waging a war of genocide. Russia is bringing death to Ukrainian soil. Ukraine defends our peace and our values. I thank you, dear Switzerland, for not remaining indifferent to the suffering of Ukrainians, end quote. Recalling the EU sanctions which Switzerland joined, the blocking of Russian assets and humanitarian aid. According to German Chancellor Olaf Scholz, Russian President Vladimir Putin intends to seize neighboring territories, therefore, Kyiv's partners must discuss concrete security guarantees for Ukraine, Deutsche Welle wrote on June 14th. The Hungarian government denies the release of Ukrainian prisoners of war from Russia. The interlocutors of the Hungarian Service of Radio Liberty said, quote, Neither the Ministry of Foreign Affairs nor the Prime Minister's office knew about this, and there is serious indignation in the government about this action, end quote. All the sources of the publication unanimously state that the release of prisoners of war was carried out under the sole leadership of Deputy Prime Minister Semyon, and his personal contacts with the Russian Orthodox Church. Bulgaria's defense minister, Todor Tagarev, told Politico on June 15th that Sofia aims to join the EU's initiative to supply 2.2 billion worth of artillery shells to Ukraine. Next, worldwide news. The International Criminal Court in The Hague may bring new charges against Putin when the investigation into the disaster at the Kachovka HPP is completed. Greta Thunberg came to the Ukrainian rally near the UN office in Bonn, Germany, Deutsche Welle reports. The Swedish eco-activist expressed her support for Ukrainians against the background of the tragedy of the explosion of the Kachovka dam by the Russians. Thunberg stressed that the crimes committed by Russia in Ukraine, quote, must be condemned, end quote, and that the world must not allow it to continue. She added, quote, we see what is happening. The eyes of the whole world are focused on Ukraine and Russia, on what is happening now. We will not be observers. We will not be silent, end quote. Reznikov arrived in Brussels for another meeting in the Rammstein format. The Minister of Defense was met in Brussels by the head of the Ukrainian mission to NATO, Natalia Halibarenko, and U.S. Army General Christopher G. Kavoli. Attendees at the meeting discussed the so-called aircraft coalition, training for Ukrainian pilots, and the repair of military equipment, including Leopard tanks. U.S. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin said that the Netherlands and Denmark had reported progress in plans to train Ukrainian pilots on F-16s. It was also announced during the meeting that the U.K., Denmark, 
the Netherlands, and the U.S. will jointly provide Ukraine with hundreds of air defense missiles. The transfer has already begun and should be completed in a few weeks. Before the meeting started, four-year-old Ukrainian girl Stefania Lavrenko stood outside NATO headquarters with a poster that called on NATO to provide Ukraine with fighter jets. Japan is in talks to supply U.S. artillery shells to boost Ukraine's stockpile. So Tokyo is looking for workarounds to help Kyiv in its counteroffensive, despite arms experts' restrictions, according to the Wall Street Journal. The UK, Denmark, the Netherlands, and the United States will jointly provide Ukraine with hundreds of short- and medium-range air defense missiles and related systems. As reported by the British Ministry of Defense, their provision has already begun and should be completed in a few weeks. African leaders who have already announced their so-called peace plan regarding the war between the Russian Federation and Ukraine can offer Kyiv and Moscow several, quote, confidence-building measures, end quote. Senegalese President Macky Sall and South African President Cyril Ramaphosa led the delegation, which included the leaders of Zambia, Comoros, and Egypt. They planned to be in Kyiv on June 16th and St. Petersburg on June 17th, and are expected to meet with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky and Russian President Vladimir Putin. Among the measures that African leaders can propose are the following. Withdrawal of Russian troops from Ukraine. Withdrawal of tactical nuclear weapons from Belarus. Suspension of the arrest warrant for Putin issued by the International Criminal Court. Yeah, so let's just not arrest him if he takes the troops out. Because why put a criminal in jail? A relaxation of sanctions against Russia. The list of measures also includes the, quote, unconditional agreement on grain and fertilizers, end quote. The document reads, quote, the above-mentioned measures should be aimed at contributing to the creation of an environment conducive to a ceasefire, which will allow the parties to build trust, <laughs> yeah, sure, and consider the development of their strategies for restoring peace, end quote adding that it may be followed by an agreement on cessation of hostilities, which negotiations between Russia and the West should accompany. Personal note here, no thanks. Lloyd Austin commented on the loss of Western equipment by the Ukrainian military during the counteroffensive, saying, quote, I think the Russians have already shown these five machines 1,000 times from 10 angles. But to be honest, Ukraine still has enough combat potential. End quote. The Pentagon expects Ukrainian military to complete training on Abrams tanks by the end of summer, according to CBS News, citing an unnamed U.S. Defense Department official. The end of the training will coincide with the expected fall delivery of 31 M1A1 Abrams tanks. Yesterday, British Typhoon fighter jets intercepted Russian IL-20 and two Su-27 aircraft near Estonia, flying close to NATO airspace. Putin is planning a visit to Turkey at the invitation of Turkish leader Recep Erdogan, 
But there are no specific dates yet, according to Russian presidential aide Yuri Ushakov. Four countries pledge air defense missiles and equipment to Ukraine at the Rammstein summit. The defense minister of the U.S., the U.K., Denmark, and the Netherlands announced in a press release on June 15th that they will jointly and urgently provide Ukraine with air defense equipment. U.S. senators with bipartisan backing are reportedly planning to propose a bill that would allow President Joe Biden to seize and transfer Russian sovereign assets to Ukraine, the Financial Times reported on June 15th. And lastly, military tech. For the first time in history, Israel is selling over 200 Merkava Mk2 and Mk3 tanks to two unnamed European countries. Wanna bet they end up in Ukraine? A Bradley armored vehicle used by Ukrainian forces is undergoing repairs after being struck by a Russian Grad rocket. The crew of this particular Bradley successfully evacuated, and only one soldier sustained minor injuries. According to Ukraine's defense ministry, this is a demonstration of the effectiveness of the Bradley in combat survivability as well as preserving the lives of Ukrainian soldiers engaged on the front lines. And that's the brief for today. Remember to check your sources and don't fall for propaganda. Join us on YouTube and TikTok for more Ukraine content and live news reports. You'll find the links in the description, and we'll be back tomorrow with more updates. Until then, stay safe, everyone. До побачення і до зустрічі!